What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Tuesday, April 12th, 2022. Today on the show, an exploration into some of the contract extensions the Dolphins may be in the market to give and what those dollar amounts might look like. Locked On Dolphins, you, me, tap in. Let's get after it. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to Locked On Dolphins. This is your host, Kyle Krabs, the director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. And today, doing a little contract talk. Oh, of course, we're a little over two weeks away from the start of the NFL draft, but the Dolphins won't pick until mm, probably 11 o'clock on Friday night. So we got some time. Like, we got some things that we can do. And that's what we're going to do here today on the show. We're going to talk about some contracts uh, that the Dolphins may be in the market. Uh, to make as far as it pertains to continuing to retain their own talent. This is an important uh, maneuver that we saw the team embrace at the start of this offseason with the contract given to Emmanuel Agba, the franchise tag being placed on Mike Gusecki. And we can now talk about players like Christian Wilkins, who is entering into his fourth year of his NFL contract. The team will have to make a decision on a fifth-year option, but they could also just extend him. Nick Needham, we touched on this uh, courtesy of Jason Sarney of Dolphins Wire uh, on a recent episode. So this conversation has to start with Christian Wilkins, right? This is the team's first-round draft selection in 2019. And while Christian Wilkins's career may have started if, if you want to call it unspectacularly, I would get why that would be the, the assessment that you would make. Um, this past year for Christian Wilkins was phenomenal. Oh, he was extremely productive as a football player. He was one of the team's leading tacklers. Uh, and I know that's not normally a, a thing that you would associate with an interior defensive lineman, yet here we are. He played 734 snaps last year, was credited with five sacks, 31 total pressures, 56 total uh, solo tackles, 43 stops in the run game. And as we mentioned on this recent episode of the show in which we touched on Christian Wilkins, the opportunity to get a contract extension done is important if for no other reason you shared a draft class with Jeffrey Simmons, Ed Oliver, Dexter Lawrence, Quinn and Williams. These are all players who are looking at getting contract extensions from their respective teams. And when you have this many players coming off of rookie contracts that are getting that influx and getting that second deal, you can bet your bottom dollar uh, the market in the interior defensive line group is going to receive 
a significant jolt. Here's where things currently stand as it pertains to the interior defensive line and NFL contracts. If you were to look at the average salary amongst defensive tackles in the NFL, regardless of whether they're a three-tech or a nose tackle or anything else, Aaron Donald, $22.5 million. DeForest Buckner, $21 million. Chris Jones, $20 million. That is your tier one. Your tier two, Jonathan Allen, 18. Vita Vea, 17 and three quarters. Kenny Clark, 17 and a half. Grady Jarrett, 17. Your tier three. Uh, you know what? I would put Cameron Hayward still in tier two at 16.4 because then you have a drop to 14 for the, your ninth average salary. $14 million for Fletcher Cox, 13 and a quarter for DJ Reader. 13 for Javon Hargrave, 10 and a half for Dalvin Tomlinson, 10 and a quarter for Grover Stewart, Bully Fatukasi in free agency this year got 10 million, uh, DJ Jones, 10 million, BJ Hill, $10 million. That's, that's your tier three. That is every defensive tackle in the NFL with an active contract that is $10 million or more, more per season. And you are looking at a draft class that is going to have Wilkins, Simmons, Oliver, Lawrence, Quinn and Williams, all at a minimum getting contracts, big contracts from somebody. And if they all, if every single one of those names exceeds $10 million, you have increased by 33% the number of NFL defensive tackles with an active contract over $10 million plus average per season. That kind of market influx rapidly changes the expectations of what you're getting paid. So, from the Dolphins' perspective, it would behoove you to put Christian Wilkins into this bucket as the next name as compared to waiting for Jeffrey Simmons and Quinn and Williams to come out and find themselves in Tier 2, where they're over $16.5 million per season, and that becomes the new norm. And that becomes the negotiating point with Wilkins and his team. So, here's what we, here's what we have at our disposal as it pertains to Christian Wilkins. Christian Wilkins has a free agent forecast, courtesy of Spotrack.com, of $13.7 million per season. And I'm going to tell you this right now. If Christian Wilkins duplicates 2021 in 2022, you can probably add three, three and a half, four million dollars onto that number, especially with the growth of the salary cap. So, yes, you have the luxury of a fifth year option that is going to be $10.7 million when you exercise it. For 2023. But is that worth the exchange on a long term deal that could be three to four million dollars per season as compared to if you could lock him in for 13 and a half or 14 now? Does that make sense? You can keep Christian Wilkins this year and let him play out year four, and you can play him 
in 2023 on 10.7 and then get a contract extension done. But the dollars that will be spent in the future relative to skipping the, not even skipping, just starting the extension now and giving him a big signing bonus so that he can get more pay and more cash in 2021 or 2022. But the life of his deal really starts starting next year. I mean, you'd be saving if you signed him to a $4 million deal, you could save $15 million. If he goes out and duplicates the season that he put on display this year. So this is the conflict that the Dolphins find themselves in. Bet online. Your number one spot for all of your sports wagering information and needs for all the latest developments, league news, and reviews, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. So let's talk about where Christian Wilkins falls amongst his peers from this 2020 or 2019 NFL draft class. If you looked at Christian Wilkins from a pressure perspective, there were seven members of the 2019 NFL draft as interior defensive linemen who had more pressures than what Christian Wilkins did last year. Christian Wilkins credited with 31, according to our friends over at Pro Football Focus. Armand Watts from Minnesota at 33. Quinnen Williams had 34. Draymond Jones had 40. Dexter Lawrence had 43. Greg Gaines had 46. Ed Oliver had 48. Jeffrey Simmons had 66. So from a Dolphins negotiation perspective, that is a feather in their cap. But the Wilkins camp could very easily turn around and say, well, hold on. Only one of those players, Quinnen Williams, had less pass rush snaps than what Christian Wilkins did in 2021. Armand Watts, for example, had two more pressures on 33 more pass rush snaps. From a pass rush productivity standpoint, that's about a push. Draymond Jones, 422 snaps as a pass rusher versus 381 for Christian Wilkins. So he had 41 and managed nine more pressures. Probably a little bit more of a, a ratio that uh, fits and suits into Jones's favor over Wilkins. Dexter Lawrence, 427 versus 381. More to Lawrence. Greg Gaines, 636 versus 381. At Oliver, 460. Jeffrey Simmons, 689 with 66 pressures. So from a pass rush productivity standpoint, on a ratio, uh, Christian Wilkins ranks better than eighth in the class. But then you also have to bear in mind the systems that these teams employ. And if you think about Buffalo, you think about Tennessee, you think about Denver and the Jets, they're much more penetration style and oriented defensive fronts 
than what the Dolphins are. The Dolphins are a gap control and pressure that is manufactured style defense. It is not often that they just let them off the leash and say, guys, go get them. So from a contextualized standpoint, the Dolphins and their system does not afford the same pass rush opportunities. And I think that's where, if you shift your focus, you can really see the value that Christian Wilkins brings to the table. Because Christian Wilkins is number two amongst this class in run stops, 43, behind only Jeffrey Simmons. And I would say it, it would be a fair assessment at this point in time that Jeffrey Simmons is probably a, a better, pure talent on the interior defensive line. And that was generally accepted ahead of the 2019 NFL draft. It was just Jeffrey Simmons was entering into the league after tearing up his knee during his pre-draft process. And that's why he fell. But Christian Wilkins had six less run stops than Jeffrey Simmons, and he had eight more run stops than any other member of the class, uh, which would be Greg Gaines and Quinn Williams. And, oh, by the way, Christian Wilkins had eight more run stops than Greg Gaines, despite playing 19 less snaps against the run. Greg Gaines played 1,000 total snaps last year, 734 for Christian Wilkins. So, Wilkins and his team can certainly point to the scheme that you play, what you ask me to do, how effective I am in that capacity, and the fact that I did have a significant glow up this year relative to last year and the year before from a consistency standpoint, winning at the point of attack, getting off of blocks, all of that together. It's a fascinating foil of what each side would bring to the table here to point to to have this conversation. But as you hold him up against his peers, it's clear that there is enough give and take on both sides that I think that the Dolphins are still going to benefit from getting Christian Wilkins under contract sooner rather than later. Because yes, you can point to his pass rush production and say, well, this is not top end of your class. But you can look at the runs production and understand that he wasn't asked to rush the passer and see where that argument is is probably going to create some standoffs. Some fun little uh, additional factoids about Christian Wilkins versus the 2000 and 19 NFL draft class, his four passes defense trails only Jeffrey Simmons uh, from this past year. Now, if you go back to 2020, the same, the same players, this is where it's interesting. Uh, Christian Wilkins, from a overall grading standpoint, he was first in 2020, 2021. He was seventh in 2020. So that big jump that exists and Christian nearly doubled his pressures. He, had 18, he just had 18 pressures on 363 snaps, rushing the passer. So a lot of growth from Christian Wilkins from year two to year three. And 
I'm just going to interject this here because it's a good spot to do it. Think about some of the players that you have elsewhere on the roster who are in year entering into year two or year three and think about their potential jumps to the same degree that Christian Wilkins had and see if that moves the needle for you for how excited you could get for what this team might look like when it's all said and done. But even Christian Wilkins in 2020, uh, his 30 run stops were third amongst the class behind Quinn and Williams and Dexter Lawrence. Uh, and Christian Wilkins played less snaps against the run than Dexter Lawrence by 40 and three less run stops, uh, and played about 50, not a math guy, 54 more snaps uh, than Quinn Williams. So that's the one that's interesting, right? Is we know what Jeffrey Simmons is, but everybody else is kind of muddy, huddled together. Quinn Williams, when he's been on the field, has been extremely disruptive, extremely productive. And that's the wild card one. We know Jeffrey Simmons is going to get a contract that nets out better than Christian Wilkins. So maybe this conversation is less about, hey, get a contract done before Jeffrey Simmons. But maybe this discussion is, hey, let's get a contract done before Quinnen Williams. Because Christian can hold himself up against Quinnen and say, I have been more productive and I've been more available. But Quinnen could say, well, I've been relatively productive in less time. So what does that tell you when I do finally stay healthy? And that rat race for between those two guys uh, could get a little dicey. So Miami, that forecasted spot track. If you told me right now Miami could sign him for 13.7 per year and not look back, I'm signing on the dotted line. Period. No questions asked. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price is the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else? and spend up to twice as much for the same parts. So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The uh, Dolphins have a lot, a lot of calculated market values. Uh, available to them as things currently stand. And this is uh, on SpotTrack.com, and this is interesting. Here are the names. Tua Tonga-Valoa, Tron Armstead, Tyreek Hill, Xavier Howard, Christian Wilkins, Connor Williams, Mike Gusecki, Emmanuel Agba, Cedric Wilson, and Chase Edmonds. Okay. We, of course, know what the end result was of all of these deals. We know the averages that were in play. Uh, for Teron Armstead, Tyreek Hill, Xavier Howard, Connor Williams, technically Mike Isecki, Emmanuel Agba, Cedric Wilson, Chase Edmonds, they have deals. So this is a good opportunity as we're talking about the Christian Wilkins contract. And we can acknowledge Mike Isecki as somebody who needs a long-term deal if he's going to stay with a team. And also acknowledge Tua Tagovailoa as somebody who 
is already on the radar from a calculated market value perspective based off his two years as a starting quarterback in the NFL. How well we can take this forecasted dollar amount and rely on it to be something that is something that is going to have some teeth. So let's start at the bottom. Chase Edmonds got a contract from the Dolphins that was worth $12 million over two seasons. Now, I would like the record to state I'm not a math guy, and that's why I have my calculator out. Two years, $12.6 million, $6.1 in guarantees. Spotrack's calculated market value for him was $5.3 million. So the Dolphins paid Chase Edmonds per season $1 million more than his original forecast, according to the site. Okay? This is good context. And we're going to do all the players the Dolphins have contracts ironed out for. Cedric Wilson is next. Cedric Wilson got three years, $22 million. His forecast was $6.5 million. So this is approximately 800K more than what he was forecasted for. It's going to get worse before it gets better, but it is going to turn around here. Uh, pretty quickly across the last couple names that we have. Emmanuel Agba forecasted, and we, we knew this was the case because we talked about the Agba deal. Uh, Agba got four years, effectively $65.5 million, $64 million. Somewhere in that ballpark, 64, 65. If you called it 64, it's 16. Spot track calculated 10.2. If you would have told me we could have locked it in at 15, I'd have done backflips. But we'll call it we'll call it 5.2 over market value. Which brings us to through those three players, Miami's actual contracts. $7 million more average per season than the forecast. And that doesn't mean that they overpaid. This is just contextualizing Track's forecasts so that as we apply the Christian Wilkins deal, we can get a better grasp on what exactly the ballpark of expectation should be. Mike Isecki, $11 million per. He's currently on the tag for 10.9. Uh, so. Right on the nose. Connor Williams is where it gets fun, and suddenly the narrative shifts quite a bit. Connor Williams' forecast from Track, based on historical data and comparable players from a production standpoint and an age standpoint, projected $13.2 million per season. And the Dolphins got him under contract for two years, $14 million, a.k.a. $7 million per season, which means Miami got him at a $6.2 million per season, quote-unquote, discount, if you will. Which brings us 
uh, to those average contracts combined, spot tracks, calculated markets versus actual markets, uh, there's a $700,000 per year discrepancy through those players. Xavier Howard is next. And we are going to apply the real dollar amounts to Xavier Howard, not the two-year, $50 million extension with new money. No, he is on a five-year, $90 million contract with the Dolphins. That is his contract status. That is the full terms of his contract, which means he's under contract for $18 million per season. That $18 million is $3.7 million short of his calculated market value, according to SpotTrack. Which means Miami is now in the black, as compared to in the red, as it pertains to calculated market values versus actual market values. By a total of $3 million per season. Tyreek Hill is going to hurt a little bit. <laughs> the, the calculated market value for Tyreek Hill was just $22.7 million per season versus an actual market value of four years, $120 million. Not a math guy, but that's $30 million per season. But here's the silver lining, because the last name that we have to tackle here is none other than Teron Armstead. And Teron Armstead came to the Dolphins on a very friendly deal, five years $87.5 million. It's technically five years, $75 million, but with incentives. And hey, we're going to manifest it. He's going to play. He's going to play every game. He's going to be an all-pro player, right? That is, at five years, $87.5, $17.5 million per season. He was projected for $24 million per season. That means Miami, $6.5 million per year, even at the max value of the Tehran Armstead deal, better than the forecast and market value. In all, across all of those contracts, Armstead, Hill, Howard, Williams, Gasecki, Agba, Wilson, Edmonds, all of their forecasted values combined, Miami is spending $2.2 million less per season than the forecast indicates. Now, with a sample size that large, you can look at the Christian Wilkins deal and say with certainty, right now he's probably a $12.5 to $15 million player per season. But again, with another season like last year, I would expect the market value to increase to probably 16 to 17 million dollars per season which then makes him you know, with buffer of 15 to 18 million dollar per season player especially with the growth of the cap. So all of that to say one simple thing. Get the deal done. Right? That's the new that's the new initiative. We had the punt god initiative. We had the wide receiver one initiative. We had the Teron Armstead initiative. We had the running backs matter initiative. The only initiative that I'm interested in driving the train on right now is the extend Christian Wilkins now initiative. And they have the cap space to do it. 
They have the cash to do it. Now is the time. Let's make it happen. Let's make more conversations this week happen. We got a lot of great content coming out this week, so plan accordingly. Kyle Krabs, fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Make it a good one. I'll talk with you guys again tomorrow.